0: Hello and welcome to the Food to Freedom podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you improve your relationship with food, eating, and your body so you can live a healthy, happy, and thriving life. If you enjoy the podcast, then share it with the world. And if you want some support with your food and body freedom journey, then find more details in the show notes. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to this episode. <laughs> Um, i hope you have entered this exciting month in a good way well we are more than halfway through now um, but september tends to be this exciting month of new starts new opportunities setting some new habits or just returning back to your routine so i hope you are enjoying that period i have to say that I was really really looking forward to September and coming back from holidays I just really wanted to um, start working on some exciting stuff so here I am and today's episode will hopefully be useful for you so uh, a couple of days ago I posted a reel on Instagram about some strategies that you can use if you struggle with mindless snacking and I received a comment on that reel that inspired this podcast episode. So let's get right in. Let's get right into it. I think that's the right way to say it. Anyway, let's start. (laughs) Um, The four strategies that I gave in the reel were to plan ahead so basically prepare some nice nutritious snacks in advance so that you're not left with just maybe less nutritious snacks around the house and you can grab maybe some fruit or some veggies or whatever it is uh, you can even have yogurt you know just uh, some nice nutritious snack options of course if you don't have those options in the house then you will grab whatever it's available and it is way easier to mindlessly snack on very highly palatable foods snacks so that's why planning ahead can be a good option and the second one was to practice mindful eating and here, just taking your snack and going and just sitting down at your dining table and having your snack there without any distraction, without any distractions can really change how much you eat. Um, when we are distracted, It is so easy to finish an entire packet of crisps or um, a block of chocolate, whatever snacks you enjoy, without even realizing how much we're eating and without realizing that we probably don't need more, that we're already satisfied. So practicing mindful eating, just eating without being distracted is a good one. And then the third one was... Portioning out your snacks, so not just taking an entire packet, but placing your snacks onto a plate or into a bowl can be a helpful strategy as well. And then lastly, the one, the last one that I mentioned in the reel was to manage your food environment. What does that mean? It means that you place less nutritious snacks into places in your kitchen or cupboards or wherever. Um, into places that are not maybe as visible, places that are maybe a little little bit more difficult to reach, so um, higher cupboards or all the way at the back, um, and then having fruit and veggies and nice nutritious snacks um, more visible so that it's easier to grab those. Now, the comment I received was, what if couch and snack cupboard are too close, even if you already portioned it? And my answer to that comment was, of course, it's a really good comment. And um, I know this can sometimes be a challenging situation. So the first one, the first suggestion I had for, uh, for my friend was to take a five minute pause just sit with the urge of getting more snacks and see if that helps. The second to just distract yourself. Um, Now how you distract yourself is obviously completely up to you and what activities you enjoy. It's good if you can do something that takes your mind away from the food. But I guess obviously I can't go into this much detail on uh, in an Instagram comment but when we talk about mindless snacking we it's really helpful to take a step, take a step back and understand what's actually going on so it's important that we evaluate our hunger is the reason for reaching for snacks, physical or is it emotional? Are we actually physically hungry or is there something else we need? And then one thing that I really wanted to encourage you to do if this is something you struggle with is to just record your eating habits for a week or maybe a couple of weeks. And this is really simple. You can just create a table Um, on your phone or in excel or even just take notes without any tables on your phone if you prefer writing things down by hand of course that is fine too here you don't need to complicate at all just do whatever works for you but the idea is that you log the time of eating so let's say 7am breakfast so you log the time, what you ate, where you ate it, and what your hunger levels were before eating. So with that, when you're evaluating your hunger levels, a great tool you can use is a hunger and fullness scale. So you can just Google this and you'll easily find some examples or, um, or, yeah, or you can just message me Hunger scale on Instagram, and I will send it to you along with an exercise that you can complete. So, but I was saying, yes, <laughs> record the time you were eating, what you ate, where, and your hunger levels before eating. Plus, another great one to add are any thoughts and feelings related to the food or eating or any situation you find yourself in. Uh, that you feel might somehow be connected with uh, you reaching for those snacks. So if or like when you keep a log of your eating habits for a week or two, you can start understanding patterns and reasons behind your snacking. You might then be able to understand why you are more drawn to snacking on certain days or at certain points in the day or in specific environments. So, noting down when you eat and how regular your meals are can give important feedback. I say that because a lot of the times, these regular meal times are a challenge for my clients. So... If you notice that, let's say, you kept your diary for some time and you noticed that you have lunch, let's say, at 1 p.m. and then dinner at 8 p.m. and that in between those times, you mindlessly snack at your desk. If this is the pattern, then you can be pretty sure that the snacking happens because you are actually physically hungry. And that's because you're leaving too much of a gap between lunch and dinner. In that case, you can then incorporate an afternoon nice balanced snack that will help satisfy you and keep you going until dinner without the need of reaching for more snacks. It could also be that So the reason for snacking could also be that your main meals are not satisfying enough. Maybe there's not enough protein or enough veggies. Maybe you are avoiding carbs. Um, Maybe you are eating really small portions. All of these things could also be the reason why you are feeling hungry soon after your meals and you then just end up getting snacks. If that's the case, then try to create your meals with the balanced plate in mind. Again, if you need an image of what a balanced plate looks like, you can always message me on Instagram. Just say balanced plate and I'll send you uh, an image of that so you can start creating your meals with that in mind. However, let's say, so these are more things that um, when we're talking about reaching for snacks because we are physically hungry. But let's say that you keep a diary for a week and you note that your meals and snacks are regular and that you actually feel physically full when you reach for snacks. In that case, we are likely not talking about anything related with um, how much you eat, how much you eat or how your meals are created. We might have to dig a little deeper and that's why it's useful to include a note of any thoughts, any emotions, any feelings, your mood when uh, you're writing down your meals, when you're writing down what you're eating and when you're eating it. So maybe you realize that the snacking happens every time when you have a stressful day at work, or maybe it happens when you're bored, or a lot of the time it happens when we are delaying doing a task that we are not very excited about. So the idea here is to just keep a food diary for a week or two and see if you can spot any patterns like the ones I was mentioning. If you can, then you will be better equipped to address whatever the real driver is for that snacking. Because if you're not eating enough or not having regular meals, then keeping snacks out of the house isn't really isn't the solution and the same goes for regular emotional eating. Not buying certain food isn't addressing the reason behind it. So when I work with clients I will often ask them to I'll often ask them for to start our work together by them keeping a food diary for a week or two because a lot of the time we are not even aware of of our eating habits and if we want to make changes we need to create some awareness of what's going on first. Only then can we really find solutions for the actual reasons behind uh, certain habits. So hopefully this was useful I hope I've inspired you to create a diary for yourself and just try to become more aware of your habits and the reason behind them. You know, sometimes we develop habits that are not very helpful and we don't even realize that because we don't take the time to evaluate what's um what we are doing on a daily basis so if that's you I highly recommend you to keep a diary and like I said earlier there is no need for this to be complicated this is simply something you create to gain some insight get some feedback and then notice any patterns and try to address the actual reasons behind it Yeah, that's it for today. I hope it was useful. If you have any questions at all, please just message me on Instagram and yeah, otherwise have a great rest of your day and take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone else might benefit from it, then please share it with them. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you at the next one.